Welcome everyone. Pull up a chair. It is lunchtime in Rome. Welcome back this week, and uh, welcome listeners. Uh, it's been an encouraging week watching people commenting on our Facebook page, and we see people subscribing to the show and some of our analytics, so that is awesome. I'm excited. Um, this is Eric. Do, I'm an, do analytics excite you? <laughs> so much. And we're off. <laughs> and we're off. How hot is your mic now? All right. Um, and also, we have been uh, blessed with some audio equipment, so we all have our own mic today. We're not sharing a mic, so hopefully you guys are getting a, a nice, even even recording that you don't hear us sounding like we're in a hallway or one of us is in a hallway. I've or... worked so hard on the, the audio techniques of this and to try and get it all hooked up. Dude, Jay's I'm the master. I have just... Oh. <laughs> So spent. You spent about what? Three minutes, three I, seconds. Two, I believe none time. I wish I was as techy as you. I wish I was as techy as you. Well, an ice cube is a little bit more technical than I am. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, like I was saying, uh, you can like us on Facebook. We have a Facebook page. We also have lunchtimeinroom.com where we list our show notes. So if there's something that we've mentioned in the show, um, or if we talk about maybe a visual, we'll, we'll most likely post it there as long as we remember to put it there. So check that out. And I think when we don't post something that we talked about, feel free to contact us and say, hey, yo, you said you're going to put stuff Do on better. the show notes. What gives? Do better. Do, Do better. better. Do better. Oh, man. Yeah, like that was a short podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, this has been lunchtime in Rome now. <laughs> Um, but yeah, speaking of uh, people uh, making comments, uh, one of my friends, Emma, commented on our uh, page. So we're going to get to one of her questions at the uh, end of the show, Go, towards Emma. the end of the show. So I'm excited about that. Um, and yeah, so let's get into it. Well, I think it's important that we that we at least remind people, because I've as I've told people about the podcast and they've listened to it, they keep saying, right, why is it called Lunchtime in Rome? <laughs> <laughs> and it's outstanding because I'll say, okay, look, it's it's based on two things. I said Romans twelve fifteen, yes, which says rejoice with those who rejoice, mourn with those who mourn. I said That's now in the Bible, right? Yeah, gotcha. that'd be the Bible. Gotcha. Uh, the newer testament okay. of the two testaments. Mm -hmm. um, but then I'll say because you know Rome. 12:15 that's right. lunch time and and then they're like oh okay and I'm like well what would you do at lunchtime in Rome they're like you would eat and I'm like right but you would lounge you would talk you would rejoice and you would mourn and they're like Oh, <laughs> so, so I think we should just mention that from time to time. Yeah, so people absolutely. Aren't overly confused because then to take it a step further, what's the first thing we do each week? Talk about our food. We talk, talk about, about food. Oh man, we talk about food. You're all manning. Oh man, so this week Jay I was over at Jay's house, huh. and Jay's a, a master of seasoning. And, and cooking meats, like he'll smoke a meat, he'll grill, he'll, you know, prepare meat in a way that's like unbelievable. I will not sous vide, which is when you put it in a plastic bag and you put it in water at the exact oh, yeah, temperature. Like, yeah. I will not do that. Never even heard of that. I want to come back to that. But Jay made this, un it's the best breakfast sausage I've ever <laughs> so good. had. How many how many pieces did we eat when we, we were no, there? Eat or snort up your nose? Because I, I think was, I was snorting it. It was so good. Well, I think well, we ate like three when we were there. Like you were cutting it up. You kept was, on cutting it up. I was like, this is going to be gone before right. we it was, even You ate three it. when you were there, and I gave you one in a little bag to take oh, home. Man. But what was so funny is so you good. walked up to the counter, which Eric brought fresh fruit, which yeah. my son Joe is so excited. I mean, he loves oh, Eric. But he loves when Eric brings fruit. Yeah. And so he's very sad when Eric doesn't show up. Yeah. But Eric brings his fruit and he goes to the countertop and he looks and I just finished cooking my sausage. Hot and he, off the and he goes, hey, um, uh, uh, what's you what you got there? <laughs> and I said, Oh, that's just my breakfast sausage. I'm I'm in a bit of a slump lately because I don't do recipes. I do even though I posted one last week. Yeah. If you read the recipe, you realize it's not really much of a recipe. It's more of a guideline. Yeah. I've been in a slump. A little lately. depth of this, little depth of that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, you're a pinch of punch. Yeah, this, right. Or that. Yeah. 
but I was, I'm in a slump lately. I was in a real bad slump like two batches ago where it was just like, oh, I got to eat all this. And so this one was okay, but it wasn't that good. Dude, if you ever run into one of those quote unquote not good bad batches, batches let me know. Uh, I know a guy who could take it off your hands. And so Eric puts a bite in his mouth and he goes, okay, because see, this is the best sausage I've ever had. And I was like, well, that's kind of sad in a well, way. Yeah. No, it's not. Because why? Well... I don't know. What are you comparing it to? Oh, well, that's what I was about to say. Right. Like, there's a is Uncle Charlie sausage. Is that that's a local company? That right? is a local yes. company. So I'll buy like Uncle Charlie sausage. It's at the fine grocery sausage. Store. It's fine. It's, good. it's great sausage. Not a sponsor of the show. Right. Not no, yet. Not, not yet. yet. Right. Probably not after this. <laughs> um, <laughs> but no. But they do have good breakfast sausage. It's mm-hmm. it's good. It's, it's fine. Good. You know, mm-hmm. I, I like it. It's the I get the fresh stuff, so I do cook it. It's not like pre cooked. You just like warm it up and it. Like I do put it in my cast iron skillet and make it right and do it that but dude like <laughs> i don't know what you do but my gosh way different well, way the, different. the impetus for the sausage was i just wanted to eat food that was at least mostly food yeah and then when i'm buying turkey sausage and everything else and you look at the ingredients and it's a billion things yeah and so i just thought well what if i got a pork shoulder and i would grind it because for one year for christmas i got a meat grinder yeah and so I do that, and then I add spices to it, and then I, I, I cook it. Yeah. So that's the difference, I really think. Right. It's just, it's mm-hmm. just real the time, food. The time and effort and the love that you put into it. That's the, that, that really is the And it's difference. certified, grass-fed, organic, Aldi. Oh, wait, no, it's not at all. It might not even be a, uh, a pig, whatever. I don't know. But it, but it says Where did you pork get the shoulder. Meat? Aldi. Aldi, okay. Yeah. Yeah, Aldi, which is a fine, fine store. Big fan of Aldi. Oh, right? I love Aldi. I love Aldi. Not a sponsor of the show. Not, not a sponsor. Not yet. Of the show. Might be though. Yeah, right. Outstanding. Outstanding pork shoulder for grinding down and making your own sauce. Thanks, yes. Aldi. Oh man, but it was so good. So yeah. So I'm we're really we're good. thinking of uh, and Brian, we should invite you as well. I don't know if you're as much of a fan, but we're gonna like buy a, a gross uh, as far as like large, not as in quality amount, and uh, get together, grind it up. Make some, just have a, a general sausage we party. we got to play music in the background of like, have a sausage party and divvy it all up at the end. That sounds great. Oh, man, sausage parties just bring out the best. They're the best. They're such good stories. Oh, I'd be into that. I have a meat grinder myself. Do you? I've never used it. You've never used it? Never. Is it a completely electric one or is it like the adapter? a hand Oh, well, you should never use that. No? No. Wow, see. No. Was yours electric? Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. Do I know technical stuff? No. Do I do manual kitchen appliances? No. Gotcha. No. Good I've got know. two. I got two different speeds. I got a reverse. I have no idea why there's a reverse. <laughs> Maybe if you get your necktie caught in it or something. But uh, yeah. So no. It's it's a good grinder. It's, she's nice. She's a beaut. When was the last time you wore a necktie? Uh, let me see. It have to be a wedding three weeks ago. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or two. But anyhow, Brian, any good food coming your way? Anything you've been going to or coming from or anything that rings a bell in your world? Well, um, besides yours, like stuff on Tuesday night. People are going to um, get sick of people talking, me talking about food, the, by the way. But go ahead. Well, uh, I mean, yeah. next weekend, I'm or next week, I'm going out of town to California Wow. So I'm sure I'll have, I know there's a good taco truck out there. And I'm being serious when I say that there's amazing no. food trucks. They're awesome. They do I'm have good I'm going to have legit, like, you know, Mexican, Tex-Mex food. Uh, and then we're also doing a um, our Christmas party at a, at a pretty nice restaurant, apparently. I've never been there. But I'm going to get, um, I think, a filet mignon. And uh, so we'll I'm see. Just, so are they flying you out just for the Christmas party? or like It's kind other... of like a training slash so Christmas party. Putting oh, stuff yeah, around. That's in, cool, oh, though. It's going to be That intense. you get to like sit down with. Because Brian, Brian works remote. He works from home. Yeah. And the company that he works for is based out of California. Yeah. So it's cool that they're getting you out there, getting some camaraderie going on with the people that you're on the phone with all the time. That's awesome. Yeah, it, it's cool. My first meeting is I fly in Tuesday, probably won't get to the hotel until about 10 o'clock in the evening, and then my first meeting is 6 a.m. Wednesday morning. That's not so awesome. No, that's going to be, it's going to hurt a little bit. But, <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to it, obviously. It's going to be a great time. Yeah, you love going to California. It's going to be nice to see people that I've never met before because we have other people that work remotely and, you know, it's just kind of like everybody's coming home for a little bit and... Yeah. And that's got to be hilarious when you meet them because, like, you've got a picture in your mind. Yeah, absolutely. Based on their voice. Yep. And then you meet them and you're like, huh, oh, 
Well, okay. Well, it's, uh, it's good yeah. to meet you. Anyhow, I guess, you know. Yep. But I am jealous of the taco truck. Oh, it's it's so oh, good. I've had it once before, and oh. I think about it often very fondly. So I will be bringing back stories from California. Yeah. I'm that. saying filet or taco truck. I go taco truck. I go taco truck. Oh, I can, I'm going to have both. How about a filet in a taco? No, that's no good. That's a fancy taco. That's a fancy taco. Tacos aren't meant to be fancy. That'd be more of an empanada. Empanada? <laughs> yeah. So word. what else do you guys have going on this week? Any Anything going on just in general? Well, as we go forward, we talk about, you know, what's going on. And I don't want to get too deep into emotional needs and stuff too early. But it was one of the most beautiful times. And by beautiful, I mean hilarious at the dinner table tonight. We're sitting there. And I had actually just grilled burgers in 32 degree temperature. And mm. I've been also in a burger slump lately. It's like underdone, underdone, overdone. And so you mm. really, you know, it's cold. So the bottom's hot. Totally. So are you grilling outside? Oh yeah. I'm grilling yeah. Outside. All right. Yep. yep. I mean, it wasn't raining or snowing, so I can do it and, and I could get to the grill. Yeah. So, but it was freezing, but I made a good burger. And so we're talking around the table, the whole family's there. And, uh, Bella, my daughter brings up the fact that last night, Rachel, my wife, opened her bedroom door because Bella's bedroom is the one that's in the far right-hand corner of the house where, like, a whisper of the furnace comes in. So it's, like, about 50 Mm. degrees in there. (laughs) And so Rachel, being a good mom, opened the door and propped it open so some heat would go in. Yeah. So at the table, Bella says, hey, could you please not do that tonight because it was too bright in there and I didn't sleep very well. So Rachel emotionally responded (laughs) when she said, Oh, I'm sorry (laughs) that as a mother, I wanted my poor sick child, because she missed school yesterday, to not get cold in the middle. And it's great because Joe's just looking at me. I'm shaking my head and my head gets lower and lower. And she's like, and my poor daughter who had to have the door wide open for the first 12 years of her life because she was afraid of the dark. Now can't sleep at all because the door was cracked a little bit open. And now we're all just cracking up because Rachel is being funny. Yeah. Mostly. Yeah. Yeah. Right. But everything she's saying is factual. Yeah. Right. And so Bella turns and goes, hey, you know what, mom? That's not real good emotional responding. (laughs) And Rachel turns and says, oh, I'm sorry. I just didn't feel appreciated. For the efforts that I was giving you. And I said, well, honey, see, there you go. That is expressing a hurt in a good way. And, of course, out of nowhere, Joe goes, yeah, but the rest was pretty much facts, logic, and reason. So, (laughs) which we'll get into in another podcast. And we laughed as a family. And I thought, this is either the most beautiful or the nerdiest thing you could possibly do. And I turned and I said, so what would we learned here tonight? I said, Rachel is very good at identifying her own hurts. She is terrible at emotionally responding to yours. <laughs> Let's clean up the table, kids. <laughs> it's a typical dinner I think most people have. Yeah. All the time. Well, and that kind of, so that goes into what we want to talk about today, which is hurts. Sure. Um, and we're going to talk about our hurts. Does what, any, yeah. Anything going on with you guys besides? Um, we, we had a good... Uh, Good week at work. We got some good feedback on a lot of things, as opposed to what I was talking about the other night. Don't want to go into too many details because, you know, it's probably, I don't know, I'm under an NDA or whatever. Um, but things are things were better than t- than Tuesday were. Um, things which are looking great. up. Yeah, things are looking up, which was, which was good. Um, but, yeah, other than that, it's been a pretty, pretty low-key week. And Brian, you're going away, and for years you didn't travel far for work. You traveled a lot yeah. around here, yeah. but now you fly. How much do you are you apprehensive about? Ugh, I got to go through security. I got to go stand in line. I'm not because I got the uh, TSA pre-check, and let me tell you, it is worth its weight in gold. I when, yeah. I, when I went to New Orleans a couple weeks ago. Um, I got to the Pittsburgh airport thinking I was probably going to be late to my plane because yeah. um, I, oddly enough, hit traffic and on Sunday morning. I mean, you know how brutal traffic <laughs> is on a Sunday morning at 10 o'clock. But so I'm, I'm starting to stress. I, I, I've 
get to the, and I, I've been having trouble finding a spot in the extended parking lot. Like I've been having to park way away from the, the airport. And I get there and I find a spot right up front and then I get up to the to my gate or you know to the security checkpoint and there's one person in front of me and I get through security and I'm at my gate within a matter of 15 minutes. From the time I pulled in to park to the time I was at my that gate. That is pretty great. That's unbelievable. Yeah, and like I, I've waited in line in like the, you know, where us peasants go. Yeah, yeah um, I'm sorry about that. And then you, you get up, because there's the, the separate TSA person for the pre-check mm-hmm. person, oh, yeah. right? And you're watching the TSA, that agent, because mm-hmm. like they'll take people. They're like a third agent. And there, you're giving them the eyes like, and, and, and like okay, yeah, huh? yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. I'm next. I'm, I'm, I'm going to be next. They're open. They're going to be open after they're done with this guy. And then what happens? Some guy comes up that TSA pre-check line and jumps right in there and gets in front of you. Well, it was that's you, Brian. Well, it was bru- you're that guy. It was brutal having to go through the process. I mean, oh, to get like to actually. Get oh, here. it was just. Well, they awful. called me for a background check. Yeah, for, yeah. for me. How oh, much yeah. blood did you have to like extract from? Your I went body? downtown for about an hour, and oh, that's that's, about that's it. agony in itself. No, they were extremely kind. They gave. They, Are you being they, serious? They, yeah, it took me like half an hour to go downtown, get in through the process. I mean, the whole process is if you, if if you travel at all. You should probably do yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but the thing that the thing that's kind of weirding me out, I, like I love to travel, but over the next two weeks, I'm going to be in California. I come home for a day, and I turn right around and go out to Cleveland. And this it's is lovely this time of year. And this is this is Christmas time. <laughs> Christmas time is one of my favorite times of the year. I yeah. love spending it at, at <gasps> home. And and like I feel like November just went like yeah. it was just deleted. Dunzo. We're already past Thanksgiving. Yeah. And so you know, there's like I am looking forward to getting out and and seeing you know other places and, and talking to people and meeting new people because I love that. But at the same time, this is Christmas. It's sacred to me. And nice I'm going to be, be gone home. for like a good week and a couple days. You know, oh, so man. it's going to be hard on the kiddos. It's going to be it's going to be tough all the way around. But then you know, towards the end of the of, the, of December, I. You know, I'm, I'm, and I work from home. So basically, once I get through these first couple of weeks, it's going to be, you know, I'm going to be at home and it's going to be good. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. You know, you mentioned uh, Christmas. That's one thing I totally forgot. about. we decorated for Christmas this week. So we got the tree up, you know, in your in your new home to you. Yeah. You moved this yeah. summer. Yeah. So we set good. up the Christmas tree Pretty downstairs good. in the in the basement next to our fireplace. Got the tree, the train around the tree, nice. um, which is awesome. My dad, it was one of the best gifts my dad ever gave me um he had this uh american flyer passenger train it's silver aluminum it's just this sleek looking train it's, it was my favorite and i inherited it from from him and i put it up at christmas time and i love it um so yeah and like one of the one of the most i think nostalgic things or memories like or want like a trigger for a memory is our, our smells mm-hmm. and you put the little liquid smoke in the in the smokestack mm-hmm. of the train and that starts like and that smell oh. is so unique yep. and like man in any other setting you'd be like oh what is that that's gross it smells so like with the pine yep. and like that smell i love it and amy hates it yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. But oh I man, I love it. it. It just brings back so many memories of just it's just that means it's christmas. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. i love it. I love it. So yeah, that's what's going on with me. Man so, yeah, we want to teach each week about how to rejoice with those who rejoice and how to mourn with those who mourn and, and to fill in the blanks um, for when those awkward moments when you're like, I should say something and you don't have something to say. And yeah. how do we keep people from being alone? Right. And so last week we talked about specific emotional needs and we put them in the show notes so people could look them over. And uh, it really helps refine what you're feeling. And yeah. to help you figure out, okay, this is what I feel. This is what I need. And this week, we do want to focus on what hurts are. Uh, we, we've mentioned before that at best, if you're in a really good relationship, somebody might say, you know, that hurt my feelings. But that's a general topic. We don't know what feeling did it hurt. Mm-hmm. And so we have to first, which is why we went over it last week, know what emotional needs are. Mm-hmm. And so now this week, when you look at it, a very simple definition of a hurt is when you have an emotional need that is not met or in fact taken from you. You know, in a simple example, you know, and I will use outlandish examples from time to time, you know, if somebody hits you over the head with a frying pan, that will take away from your need for security. Yes, it'll physically hurt, but the emotional need is, I didn't think you would hit me with a frying pan. Mm. And so therefore, that is how 
that is what a hurt looks like is having that need taken yeah another example might be a girl's walking in the mall with her boyfriend and she reaches out to grab his hand and he just takes the hand away nothing terrible happened to her right but she either had a need for what would probably assume be affection Mm -hmm. and he didn't meet that also it could have been a sense of belonging or approval Mm -hmm. because she's like i want everybody to see that that's my boyfriend yeah Mm -hmm. and he didn't meet that Mm -hmm. need yeah it could be devastating he didn't walk up to her and say you are not my girlfriend Mm -hmm. right that would be taking that need yeah the other one is just not meeting that Mm -hmm. need and i think it helps us when we look at hurts in our life that way we can then fix it we can address it at least so the person can acknowledge and find out how did they uh, they can understand how they hurt you. Right, mm-hmm. right. And I think there, there's probably going to be a lot of, like, I'm, I'm guessing a lot of feedback maybe in the future about, oh, have you guys heard of, like, the five love languages and whatnot? Mm-hmm. And those are ways to meet people's emotional needs, I think, right? Like like the love, like touch, like holding holding hands or something like I'm that. I'm a giver or right. I'm in touch. Yeah. Right, right. That yeah, kind of that stuff. kind of thing. So Quality that, time. Yeah, there is a difference. Well, in, the way I yeah. look at it is the five love languages – um, also not a sponsor of the show. Uh-uh. And I'm yeah. going to finish that joke soon. Um, <laughs> that's sort of the Roman numerals. Whereas right. if you go into the outline of emotions, yeah. you know, saying specific emotional needs are more, you know, the capital letters, maybe even the numbers. It's much more specific than just the five emotional or five uh, love, languages. love languages. That's yeah. what they are. Yeah. So how about... We look at some hurts in our life yeah. as an illustration. I gave the example of being hit with a frying pan. Yeah. Uh, didn't happen to me. Right. Um, I also was never a girl that tried to get my boyfriend. Right. So what are some real examples uh, that you've had in your life that we could apply to what a hurt looks like and to break it down? Yeah. Who wants to go first? You want me to go first? Go ahead. Okay. Locked and loaded. Um, yeah. So I, I do want to preface this by saying... Um, so I'm going, to, I'm going to talk about my parents. My parents are not deadbeat parents. I think nope. one of the things, right, you know my parents very well. Brian, you know Wonderful. my parents. Warm. Wonderful people. And I think one of those things like uh, people, there's, I know there's, there's people that think that their parents have done no wrong Correct. or anything mm-hmm. like that. But meanwhile, all parents mm-hmm. have done something wrong. It's not, you know, it's inevitable, right? You've been a dad how long? Uh, she was born August 31st, th- three months. Countless mistakes so far. Oh yeah. my gosh. <laughs> it's inevitable. I, well, yeah. yeah um, and, and that's important for everyone to know as you look back at your life. Yeah. You want to defend your parents. Very yeah. often you do. Yeah. At least. yeah. Right. And it doesn't mean they were intentionally bad. Right. And sometimes they are. I mean, there are bad parents. Oh yeah. yeah. Right. But my parents were not those. So They're I want to preface parents. that right. with this. So, so when I was younger, I was like in elementary school and I don't know how, I honestly don't know how it all went down, but. Um, financially, my parents made a decision that my my dad would have to go and, and work as a, a freelancer. He's, a, he's an engineer, and he would have to go and work out of town. So he would be out of town for the week, you know, during Monday through Friday, and then he'd be home on the weekends. Some cases, you know, as th- th- things went on, sometimes he was gone for like a month, and then he would be back. Um, so it was, it was just, it was tough, like with my dad not around. Um, but again, like my parents were, you know, were doing the best thing that they thought they were doing. And, and, you know, and, and, and that, that's the situation that we were in. Um, so there's a hurt, there's a general hurt there with my dad just not being there. And I think that's important to point out Yeah. because hurts happen on a micro and a macro level. Yeah. A specific point in time, boy, that really hurt. Yeah. But this period of time. Yeah. Boy, that really hurt. Right. Yeah, like, right, right. So yeah, there is like a longer span of time, and then there's little in between micro moment, moments, which I'll count. So like every Sunday night, we oh. stand at the door and and watch my dad mm-hmm. leave for the week, you know. Mm-hmm. And that like when I was really young, that like man, that made my heart hurt real bad. And then as time go, went on, my like my brother stopped waiting at the door, mm-hmm. and then as I got older, I stopped waiting at the door. And over you know, over was, years, like yeah, like this is years. Twenty years. This is, yeah, yeah, this is years. Yeah. Um. And it was little moments like my, my, well, my dad always came home for big moments. He was, he's a great dad. Like he came home for like band concerts. He was there for graduation and he, you know, he would always. And he was gone 
Because it was providing for the family. Yeah, right? and there's times where like he would come Which home. Which can be confusing though for a kid. a kid. Right. Like if you love me so much, why are you leaving? Right. right. This is what's best for the family. Yeah, why aren't right. you here? Right. And it's not like anybody sat you down. Right. And you were like, oh, well, that makes sense. Yeah. And he there's there's times where I I remember him driving from like Columbus, Ohio, back home for my band concert, and mm-hmm. then going back out. That's a six hour round trip, right? Yeah. There. Right. So you know. That's amazing. Like that effort's amazing. Yeah. Um, one of the byproducts though is like he he you know he and and, and also I want to say like he I, I could call him whenever I wanted to you know right. or he could call me whenever you know whatever, but like one of the one of the little moments where he missed out and I missed out on those little everyday in between moments you know so I remember and I I can remember this like I can still like smell the room when whenever this happened. So I was getting ready to go out, or we were getting ready to go out, um, and and or, no, I was leaving. I was going out with friends, and my mom, I was giving her a hug, bye, and she was like, "You smell different," and I was like, "Oh, you know, I didn't. I'm using the same deodorant, whatever. You know, I'm using my crappy polo. You know, <laughs> it's a car noir. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, it was actually a drill car. It was from the middle of the mall. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> What, um, what is it, Michael Scott? Night sweat. Night sweat. <laughs> <laughs> but I had uh, I, I I shaved, mm. and um, I saw this look on my dad's face, like oh, it, I I think it just caught him off guard because like he wasn't there for that moment to teach his son to shave. Mm. I had just watched. I still like you know I'd sit on the toilet in the bathroom like I, you know just like any boy and their dad. You know, you sit in the bathroom, he's getting ready at the sink, he's shaving, he's doing, you know, his routine and whatnot. And you just look at your dad and, mm-hmm. and while we you're twice getting ready. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Standing on the toilet. <laughs> hey, Dad. <laughs> but, you know, just years of, you know, just watching him get ready on the weekends and whatnot. And um, and the time finally came. And the time finally came. And I and I had learned from watching him, like, how to do it. I, I remember, like, watching growing up just meticulously how he did it. and But I just did it on my own. I just went ahead and did it. And, uh, and I think he was really, truly bummed about that. And I, and like my heart kind of sunk into my stomach of like, ah, this was a moment that I think he wanted to have. And we never got that because he wasn't there. Um, so just like in little moments and that, and there's probably more that I'm just not even aware of, you know, um, because I remember when I was a, when I was little, I used to love hitting wiffle ball bat and we'd be out there for hours in the backyard and he would run and go get the ball like whenever before he before he left um so i'm sure he has all kinds of hurts you know as well um but yeah it's that's that's probably the biggest hurt from my from my childhood yeah what breaks my heart besides the obvious is what you just shared which was the look on my dad's face and my stomach Mm -hmm. sunk that here you were just trying to survive like all right my dad's not around i'm gonna go ahead and shave the way my dad shaved mm-hmm. and then now he notices that you shaved he feels bad and you feel like you did something wrong right yeah in that moment right so you oh, missed yeah. your deep, dad man, right deep. it is deep you missed your dad yep. yeah and now you're the one to blame for yep. him feeling bad mm. and that's like it's too much and, mm. and and now as an adult or now as a somebody that recognizes those little moments that's where you instantly hey look like to me that's that's where you would like come together and be like, let's talk about this. It might seem like a dumb thing, but I need to get this off my chest, and I feel like you might need to hear this. Yeah. You know, and that's I, I, like if we're talking about here's the hurt, but here's how to apply it. Is that a way that you would like now knowing what you know in that situation? Would Eric at that point be able to go, Dad, look, you know, and pull him aside and explain all that, and and hopefully there's some healing in there. You know what I mean? Is it? Well, it depends on you're saying if Eric is the well, so 17 year old who is or 15 year old or how old right we have some whatever there, yeah. so at that moment when he looks and his dad's face kind of drops because mm-hmm. he realizes man I missed my son's first shave mm-hmm. are you saying what what could Eric have done in that yeah, moment if you're looking at that situation well yeah I'm just saying or how would you counsel somebody like say somebody's listening and they've they've had the same situation how do you heal that how do you how do you you know, even if it's not in that moment, how do you go back and, um, and and start to address those kinds of things? Like, maybe you do it in the moment. Like, if, if you start, you know, to understand the emotional needs, you can do that in that moment. You recognize that. That's a moment of, here's an opportunity for me to, uh, to heal that. 
Um, and I think that comes with, you know, understanding the whole emotional needs thing. But now that that's happened, if Eric wanted to address that, should he address that with his dad? You know now, what I mean? Now, for what happened Yeah, then. exactly. Yeah, that, you know, that's sort of a, I think, an over, over a beer kind of moment, mm. maybe after four, <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, but where he could say, you know, dad, I want you to know mm-hmm. that it was hard growing up, but I mm-hmm. never blamed you. You know, I know you were doing your best. But there was one time in specific Mm -hmm. that I feel like, you know, that you really missed out. And I felt bad about that. Yeah. Because that'll give, and he might go, well, what are you going to do? And you're like, well, I tried. (laughs) You know, it's always okay to communicate a hurt. Yeah. Yeah. But what I think is is important for healing is more for moments like this. Yeah. Where. I was going to say the same thing. Why don't you say it then? So it's not about. It's not necessarily about me and my dad. That'd be great. Yeah. Like if we not had that conversation. That very specific moment. The, the key is having friends or family that you can rely on and trust and get, yeah. you know, vulnerable with, open, honest, and vulnerable, like you always say, Jay. And then they comfort you. Mm-hmm. It's because there's some some situations like I know there's people in my life that I'm never gonna get comfort from, you know. No, and most. that's a, and that most. right most yeah proper comfort that we're talking about. Yeah. And that's okay. So. You know, you got to have your go-to people, mm-hmm. you know, your spouse. And we talked about this friends. last week, the same situation, like turkey dinner, you know, and, and you know you're going to to, to the relative's house. And, and that, I asked what was the advice. Mm-hmm. You said basically have an accountability partner. Have somebody that goes, oh. I mean, and I appreciate the term account- accountability partner. Uh-huh. I prefer like a lifeline. Yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> you know, just a safety net. Sure. Somebody on the outside. I know that's what you're exactly what you're yeah. talking about. But yeah. Just the term of somebody who yeah. I can just look at and they can grieve yeah. in the most simplest or in the most. And show no judgment. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. And just be like, oh. <laughs> yeah. You know. Yeah. I, I, oh, yeah. Right. You know. Yep. Um, but and that's, I'm so I thankful that we have. Amy has that with, you know, the your your wives. And it's it's awesome. It's what it's what more people need. Yep. Yeah. But enough about my hurt. So I've obviously talked in the past. You know, past episode about the whole sixth grade, ninth grade, my friends, you know, basically just turning on me. And I mean, that was mm-hmm. that was one of the, deep, you know, two of the deepest hurt moments that I've had. But I was thinking that I had this other moment come to mind. The most completely random thing. I was walking around my neighborhood, actually over near our friends, Chris and Amy, their house. Yeah. Back when I was I, I must have been 13. It was me and a, a friend of mine and I had my braces on. And so so this would have been like seventh grade, probably. Um, 13, whatever that is. And we're just out for, you know, out walking around the neighborhood in pretty safe neighborhood. And all of a sudden this car stops. There were two kids in it, um, older, you know, early or, you know, late teens, probably 16, 17 at the time. They looked huge to me. Sure. And, uh, and, you know, this is one of the first times that I've kind of been, my my parents would let me um, go through the neighborhood and kind of, um, go across the neighborhood to my friend's house. I would ride my bike. Yeah. Um, but this particular time I was walking and this kid got out, just walked right up to me, punched me as hard no. as he could right in the face, right in my teeth. I still can see his big fat fist hit me right square in my mouth and laughed at me and drove away. I didn't know the kid. I had not, I did nothing to provoke anything. It was just me and this other kid were walking car stops Kid gets out, boom, right in my mouth, walks away. My the whole inside of my my lips are bloody from my braces. Jeez. And, oh, I forgot about the braces. And yeah, right. And and and, and uh, you know, to this day, part of me is like, you know, and, and I get it. You know, I get it now. Like, kid, kids I don't, just. I don't. I don't. not to make jokes. So like, that makes sense now. Go <laughs> punch a kid. Yeah. Sure. I mean, <laughs> You know kids how, are spo- cool. how stupid and spontaneous kids can be. I just happened to be there at that point in time. Right. And and I, you know, I don't get it, but I get it. You know, you're, you're yeah. dumb. Hey, yeah, 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 yeah. hey, jump out and punch that you kid in the face. You won't go punch that kid. Because, yeah, exactly. So, you know, it, it was um, it was just something that sticks out to me. And, you know, I, I don't, 
I, I, I remember it crazy. Like, I don't remember what I ate for breakfast yesterday morning, but oh, I remember, remember that. that. Sure. Um, you know, and, and maybe somewhere deep down, that took away a sense of security, like you said. Oh, somebody absolutely. Anytime a car pulls up for the next however long that you could look and see if somebody was going to jump out of it, you know. I, I could have. I don't really remember. Right. I mean, I don't remember, like... I remember the incident. I don't remember what the effects were of sure. that, you know, and and because well, as a thirteen-year-old, you're just trying to move on. I'm just like, what did it, you know? And and I think a lot of that, you know. So maybe this is where, because I'm very, I'm very much that I do something. Did I, you know, I don't want to offend somebody. Not that I, not that I, you know, don't do that. I, I go out of my way to be a peacemaker, you know. Right. And I think, and I've mentioned that before, you know. And and so when I look at something like that, that's probably contributed to. I want to do everything I possibly can to to keep a situation as peaceful as I possibly can with the realization that there are going to be things outside of my control sure. that I just can't, you know, I can't uh, um, affect. So, and I, th you know, I think if, if I was going to look at what happened out of that or what I took away from that, it was this whole desire to just kind of do the right thing, you know, even regardless of the circumstances. Right. Yes. And you combine that is... The first question is, why me? Yeah, exactly. What did I do? What, what? And that goes to the emotional need of, you know, I, I wrote it down as belonging yeah. or approval. Yeah. Like, why me? Why didn't he hit the other kid? Right. And this is around the same time as you being rejected from your friends. Yeah. Yep. And so therein creates this huge need yep. to belong mm -hmm. and to be approved by others. Mm -hmm. And that leads to that because of that huge hurt that day. You so don't matter. I'm punching you. I don't even know you. Yep. So now you've been rejected by your friends and by strangers. Mm -hmm. Wow. And you're 13. That was mm -hmm. amazing how you just broke that down. Well, okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> but that's what that is. And that's why we have to look at it that way. Like, okay, well, what, what, what did hurt? No, it's 13. You're not going to figure that out. Mm -hmm. But what's so important is to look back at that and go, okay, has that shaped, like you just did, who I am today? Yeah. Yeah. You know, the same thing for you. You know, if my dad loves me so much, why is he leaving? So is it approval, blessing, mm. belonging mm -hmm. that my dad loves me, but he's gone? Mm -hmm. You know, or is it attention? He used to play ball with me. Mm -hmm. Is it support? Right. He's gone. He was here. Now he's gone. Mm -hmm. You know, my example, I was, let's say, seven, eight-ish. It was either my oldest sister or my brother's graduation party. It's outside, everybody's there, everybody's, I have a big family, we talked about them, everybody's having a good time, and I mentioned last week a need for attention, and I'm just being the pesky little brother. And my brother and his then girlfriend, um, now wife, now administrator at my church, um, are <laughs> sitting on the, the, on the driveway, on, there's like a retaining wall kind of a thing, and I'm being the annoying little brother just begging because all the cool kids are there you know all the older 18 year old 19 year olds and i'm like anybody anybody want to notice me you know <laughs> and at one point i'm by uh, my sister-in-law's feet jan's feet and i'm just like taking her shoe off or flip taking her sandal off or whatever and my brother kicks me super hard right in the chest mm. with the heel of his foot mm. and says get away from her and I looked up at him, and to this day, I remember thinking, but I'm your brother. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah, that's your girlfriend. I get that. Yeah. But I'm your brother, and you just kicked me like a I mean, it was literally how you would kick a dog. Yeah. If the dog was doing something wrong, not that we advocate violence towards yeah. dogs. Right. Cats, yes. Dogs, no. <laughs> Sorry. But that sense, I wanted attention, so I was acting out. Yeah. And then I get kicked by my very own brother. Rejection. And the rejection, taking the need yeah. for approval, blessing, belonging. Right. I just, am I your brother? Boom, kick in the mm, chest. Not today. Looked at me like I'm not even a brother. Mm. I'm not even a human. And how much that hurt that day. Yeah. You know, and the same thing, obviously, I must say, goes for, you know, now my brother is one of my best friends. Yeah. You know, Jan's right. my administrator, yeah. all that kind of stuff. Right. But what a huge hurt that was that day. And yeah. just the embarrassment also, yep. the, the negative attention of everybody looking at this seven-year-old who's crying and running away. Yeah. And then if you want to compound it, I could then gone to my mother or father and told on him. And that would be like t speaking to a wall. One of my favorite quotes that people laugh at is I once said to my mom, don't you care about an issue? And her response was, 
Honey, I can't. Because <laughs> I was the youngest of five. My dad, tra- my dad traveled two weeks at a yeah, time to yeah. go to Japan and Spain and all this stuff. So there I was. I'm like, wow, so that's it, huh? She's got another, her tank is empty. I'm all alone. Yeah, her, her emotional cup. Yeah. Overflowing. Yeah. Which is another topic for another day. Yeah. That's, that was, yeah that's yes, the one. emotional cup. Yeah. So, and that has impacted me, you know, in different ways as life goes on. And that's why we have to look at the hurts from day to day. Sure. Do we have to get good at communicating what a specific hurt is if we want there to be healing? But if you really want to look at your life and you really want to get some, you know, some perspective on things and to get some healing, you've got to go all the way back. Yeah. And that's, and that's really what, what hurts, hurts hinder us from being who we want to be. Yeah. And like, it's things that you wouldn't even expect. I know that Brian, you've had some aha moments and we'll talk about those later, but there's, there's moments in, in, and I've had many aha moments too. Um, but there's things that you don't even realize that are hurts that 20 years later, you're just, Oh, that's what that is. That's where that came from. And it could be like something that's like so tiny or so just a blip on the radar that's just was not noticed. And then now there's like a, a microscope on it that's looking at it and it, it just reveals itself to you in a way that you've never seen before because of all this stuff. I think that's great that you bring that up because it, rem- it reminds me of a phrase I use, which is if you if you hurt somebody in an area where they have been historically hurt, mm-hmm. you hurt them twice. Mm. And, and an example I'll give of that is when Rachel and I were actually learning about this. We're down in Texas. And she said, honey, we're going to be late. And I said, no, I need to check on a score, you know, for a game. And she's like, we're going to be late. And she doesn't like to be late. And I'm, at this point in time in my life, pretty nonchalant about being moderately late. Yeah. And I turned to her and I said, Rachel, I said, we're going to be there in two minutes. We're walking up the stairs to the conference room. Yeah. We have been the very first people there every time. It's okay if we're late. And she paused and she said, you know, growing up, I was really embarrassed about my house. It was a really big house and my dad just, it was super messy and I was embarrassed. And it was all I could do if somebody was going to pick me up, I would make sure I was waiting outside the house Mm. because I didn't want them to see my house. Yeah. And so one, if I was running late, I would be petrified they'd come to the door and knock Mm. and see what my house looked like. She said, and then if I wasn't late, but they were, I'm standing outside, just waiting and waiting for these people, feeling more and more ashamed of what was inside my house. Wow. So now here I am, like a stunad, (laughs) saying, but Notre Dame has lost three games in a row, and I want to see if they lost four, because I can't stand Notre Dame. Yeah. And yet I'm hurting her all the way through her childhood. That's insane. Now, to my credit... Don't know that I've been late ever since. <laughs> because now I know. Yeah, yeah. right, right. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Turning it around is huge. That's and and that's the, that's exactly what I'm talking about. Like that little thing who would know that like it's impacted her entire life. She didn't even know. Right. It took all of this. And that's to what, get that's to why that. yeah, right. We don't yeah. even know. And and man, once you once you start peeling the onion, it's it's pretty crazy. But I am blessed to know this and to have a wife who understands this, yeah. that we can work Absolutely. on this so that now we can do better, do better. as a couple. Yeah. Do better. One of my favorite segments of the show. It is a beautiful segment where we take the serious, the sublime, and the ridiculous, and we say how people can do better, do better, do better as on. my lovely wife would say. I don't even know which one we want to do. There were so many that There's we so many were, this week. were uh, sending wow, each other. the hang glider guy. Uh, Start with the hang glider. Yeah, dude. <laughs> Bless his heart. All right, so there is this guy. Not the hang glider guy. No, the hang glider guy. Okay, the not, the, not the hang glider guy. The, the hang glider guy. The hang glider guy. The instructor. The instructor. Yeah, so the to speak. instructor. Or right. is it Switzerland or, or someplace like that? Typical Switzerland. The instructor did not strap his... Student or whatever you call it. Guest. Like, thrill guest. seeker. <laughs> yeah. Thrill seeker to him. <laughs> to um him. <laughs> Wait, what do you do when you hang glide? Do you jump off a cliff, right? And, and yeah. you have wings. Yeah, like you basically and you should jump, be yeah. strapped in. You're 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 holding onto a kite. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Were his feet connected at all? No. Oh, so it wasn't like he, he was there's nothing. And like that's the thing. 
How do you not test that out? Yeah. Like, how do you not? Step and, one. Step one. Let's everybody make sure we're secured. And like, that'd be one thing that I would do. Like, if I was the thrill seeker guy. Yeah. And like, we're getting ready, and hey. I would just like tug. <laughs> like, I would tug on that guy. Like, I just want to make sure. Hypothetically this is speaking, working. we're jumping off a cliff, right? No, I don't want to insult your intelligence or your professionalism. But he's just hanging I'm on for dear life. I'm comes... not going to have to hang on to dear life for him. Oh, my gosh. You yeah, he, so he's just hanging. He, he ended oh up uh, ripping his bicep and 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 breaking his wrist on, on impact whenever they did come And he wants out. to do it again. And he wants to do it again. But here, I heard this on the radio. Misha Tate on... Uh, Lou, I said. And on, he wants to do on, it again. On former w, or UFC uh, women's champion uh, on Sirius XM Fight Club Radio said, I would definitely do it again if I were him. And she goes, here's why. The odds of that happening once, super small. Yeah. The odds of that happening twice yeah. to the same person, yeah. right? Astronomical. Yeah. So right. she said, "I would yeah. absolutely do it again." If it happens again and he dies, it, he was meant to. It yeah. was. Yeah, it, it was a good run. I mean, he, he walks into heaven game, going, "Game over." Yep. What do you know? But there was another do better we were discussing. Yeah. Which one? It would have been uh, Black Friday. We don't talk. We have, that's trite. No, last week it was trite. This week no, it's this topical. this week's okay. Well, it's not so much Black Friday, but it was what a young man did. I think young. I have no idea. Yeah, I don't know how old he was. <laughs> Could have been 90 years Could old. Could have been a woman. I, so I don't want to be an ageist. It's so good. It's so good. He wanted, he was serving food to all the people in line in tents before they were going into Black Friday shopping. Isn't that how the story goes? Was he, oh, he was praying. <laughs> that's, what, that's what he was he doing. He was praying for each group. Right, Is that what he was doing? Hands on them. Oh, I'm sorry. He was meeting the emotional needs of everybody? <laughs> Not creating oh, fear. What did he do? He dressed up as a bear. Uh, what kind of bear? A polar bear. A big white what is polar a legit bear. costume. It was a legit costume and started like ripping apart tents from the people waiting in line on Black Friday. <laughs> and I, here's the thing. Part of me is like, that's kind of better. Kind of like I'm like, well, you when get you, him, man. You, you texted me and said, do better. And I said, I think he did it best. <laughs> Now, that would take the emotional need for security but the, away from some people. <laughs> yes, very much so. But um, I think one of the funniest pictures is, like, he's getting cuffed. And, like, <laughs> he's, he's like, in the bear costume. He's still in the bear costume. That's <laughs> <laughs> so good. Oh, so good. Do we have any more? We but do. Out of that story, though, I think, really, still in 2018, you're camping to go to Black Friday. Yeah. Come on. Do the internet. You, you, do got, you got Cyber There's Monday. A, oh, you took it from me. Sorry, I was going to say, we have this little thing we like to call a phone <laughs> or a computer. Yeah. Yeah. You could shop right from there. Be, That's the non-techie tent. guy. Yeah. I've well. done it. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. I made three online purchases this nice. week. Nice. Whoa. I made three online purchases like yesterday in like a span of a half. And I was telling Eric on our, on our way in here, I was like, man. I made three while we were recording the show. My bad. <laughs> My bank card is like huffing and puffing right now. <laughs> well, we got the we got the new so the new soundboard that you guys are hearing us through on Cyber Monday, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Well, actually, Crazy Tuesday. Crazy after Tuesday. Cyber yeah. I don't know. Giving <laughs> Tuesday. We bought something. But you had one more do better. We do. Possibly? We do. And this was just today. And I'm see if we go with the headline. Yes. Police. Quote: Woman passes gas in line at store, pulls knife on offended man. <laughs> Dania Beach, Florida, oh, as boy. I've heard it said before, because Florida. It's always Florida. <laughs> a Florida woman faces an aggravated assault char- charge after authorities say she passed gas in line at a dollar store and pulled a knife on a man who complained about it. Uh, wow. The woman, I'll leave her name out even though it's in the article, passed gas while waiting in line at a Dollar General Sunday night and upset a nearby customer. Valid. Yeah. It's a valid complaint. Now, let's hear what he did. So the report says the offended customer and Wilson then got into an argument in, quote, in reference to the defendant farting loudly. (laughs) So it wasn't as if she's sitting there just going. Yeah. (laughs) She then uh, pulled a small folding knife out of her purse and told the victim she was going to gut him. (laughs) Boy, her kid's Boy Scout knife. Yeah, Swiss Army knife. How do you get so angry Right. that not only do you f- just, you know, let one go in public, but then when somebody calls you on it, you get so angry, you pull out your little stunts. I'd probably laugh. You, you gotta cut them. <laughs> gotta cut them. You gotta cut them. Uh, Last line. It is unclear if she has a lawyer. 
<laughs> do better. That's do better. Case right and wait, there. should this guy do better? They both should do better. Oh, I don't. Okay, I think it's a pretty safe statement that the woman who passed gas in public yeah. and then stabbed she a man with a knife do does need to do better. Yeah. Right? We'll do go better. there, but does he need to do better? I mean, I probably wouldn't have said something. I would, like, I, yeah, I'd say yeah. I think he does. Yeah. Isn't that, we're victim blaming. Maybe. He's the victim and I'm blaming him. Yeah. <laughs> I think you just said there. That would be the definition. You, you make blame. eye contact with the cashier and you kind of go, mm-hmm. <laughs> Are you smelling that? Are you smelling this right What was your name again, ma'am? Oh. Oh, that's what your name was. Oh, man. Do better. Do better. better. They can all do better. We could do better. All right. So um, let's uh, talk about uh, a question on Facebook. There was a question on Facebook. Facebook. It says, uh, what do you do when you kind of have lame friends? Right. That's pretty open. And you start a podcast right with them. That's oh! what. Hey, <laughs> I can hear people clicking. <laughs> but the example is that they don't text back. They don't call back when you call them. Right. Kind of a one-sided relationship. You do love them a lot. Yeah. But it's a bit one way. Yeah. Uh, do you just move on? Mm-hmm. How do you keep from being? How do we keep from being a lame friend? So it's sort of the topic of friendship, but more, more. Moreover, the one-way friendship. Yeah. When you're the giver mm-hmm. and they're the taker. But what do you do about that? Yeah. Hmm. One thing that comes to mind, Jay, that you've always talked about is being that guy. Being the whatever you need. Okay, that guy. Whenever you need Because you don't guy. ever want to be that guy. Right. No, not that guy. You want to be the whatever. If you're going to say whatever, whatever you, you need, need whenever, whenever you, you need, need it. it. And, and a lot of times, the people that you say that to, I feel like, at least in my life, are the people that aren't, like, they are the lame friend. They are the, like, the person that, like... The one who needs you. Yeah. Right. You put all this effort. You want to do your due diligence and your best and put your, you know, your your best effort into it, but they're very draining. Um, but... You never know when they're going to call. That like, and it's this is not really answering the the, the question here, but it's so the you're first thing that consistency? came to mind. You you can you be consistent with them. Yeah, if you want to be their friend. Yeah, I mean that's that's one thing. Like, do you want to be their friend so badly that like like why like I would ask myself like why does this matter? Why do I want them to be my friend so badly? when they don't reach out to me. That would be like yeah, the first question I would ask myself. It's a tough call because, you know, you, you have you hold the whole, you know, reason, season. You have people come into your lives for, you know, whatever. And so, you know, is it a point where you start recognizing, well, maybe, you know, if they're not reciprocating, you know, what kind what is this friendship? What do we do with this? Because obviously they're not in, in, incredibly invested. How invested should I be? You know, and I, that's I, maybe that's something that, you know, based on, some of my history, like I'm probably not the best person to like Eric, I've told you before, like you are very consistent in getting back to people and responding. And sometimes I just don't, you know, and I try You're my, the lame I'm friend not, though, because okay, I, I, I don't think I am because the people that I genuinely want to be friends with, I'm very good friends with. And I, you know, I'd like to think that that's the case. Right. But then there are those people where, you know, you can kind of tell that they're not into it and, I guess at that point you would just evaluate like everything like Alexis ta- talks about, my wife talks about um, you have a certain amount of straws or spoons throughout the day and you're constantly giving those straws or those spoons out to the different areas of your life. And towards the end of the you know, it's kind of like your cup theory, which we'll get into later. Um, you, you only no, have so you no many. More, no more straws. You don't. You just don't. <laughs> and so like if this is somebody that's constantly, you know, taking the straws that you don't have. You know, to me, that's when you start to really kind of do I do I cut bait with this? Right. And is it worth it? Yeah. And so yeah, I would evaluate it. Yeah. And if it is something that, or a friendship, if it's a relationship that you do want to have and you do want to pursue because you feel strongly about it and you love that person very much, I think the next step would be to be open, honest, mm. and vulnerable, mm-hmm. and say something like, "Look." I love you a lot and I and I consider you a great friend and I'm just going to be really vulnerable with you right now and say it hurt it hurts 
when you don't answer my text back or when you don't call back. Like yeah, you're, I, not, you know, giving, you're not giving an effort. And right. It's, it's kind of consuming me. Or, and it, or, it, it hurts. Yeah. And here's the, so here's the caveat is like we, we talked about before is like you could get, well, I don't feel that way. Yeah. You know, you could get that thrown back in your face, whereas, like, you would No, I don't. (laughs) Right. No, I don't. Um, I call you all the time. Uh, No, no, you don't. (laughs) Um, But that's when you need to lean on a real true friend. Ah, there you go. That would be able to meet that need. Yeah. And that's something that I've had to learn, because, like, I've often not looked for comfort, but expected comfort from somebody that I'm never going to get it from. Right. Yeah. And then I go to my Jay, my Brian, you know, my Justin, Amy, you know, everybody in, you know, in, that, in this circle. And that's where I truly get my needs met. Yeah. I think it comes down to if they're your definition of who they are and what role do they have in your life? If you can actually say to them, Hey, look, yeah. You know, and nine times out of ten, that's not going to work. Right. Mm-hmm. So then, who are they to you, Brian? Like right. you said, right? Because it doesn't mean you just cut them off. Yeah. If God has called you to love them. Yeah. Right. And to be there for them. Right. You know, sometimes you got to give people a couple extra straws or spoons. Yeah. Exactly. Right. And they're just going to be that person that yeah. you love them. Yeah. Right? And if that isn't, you know, an example of or a reflection of our relationship with God. Yeah. That he loves us a whole lot more than oh, we love boy. him. So all of a sudden, here's somebody in our life that doesn't love us right. as much as we love them. And we're like, I will not put up with that. Right. That is not enough. And I think another good point, Jay, you've talked about this in the past, is you can't change people. Nah. It just doesn't nah, work it's not that gonna, way. You can teach them a little bit if they're, if they're happy to do that. Yeah. But the bottom line is what you said as well, Eric, and that is you got to make sure you've got that need met somewhere else yeah. so that you can then give out an extra straw. Exactly. Or yes. Extra spoon. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. And it's that's, tough. you know, why kind of prayer is important. God, what's your heart for this person in my yeah. life? You know, I mean, that's, that's a big, that's a big deal. And when, when you pray that prayer and, and you're, you're earnest about it, you know, God will give you his heart for that person. Yeah. You know, man, I think that's a great way to end the show today. I agree. Um, don't forget lunchtimeinrome.com you can sign up for email um, and subscribe to our email list there where we'll let you know when there's a new episode out and also some other great content Um, you can like us on Facebook follow us on Twitter I think we should start maybe doing some hashtags of do better we you know we put out some examples on Twitter tweet us back send it our way my goodness hashtag do better on that and uh, and give us a shout out on uh, on Twitter and Share it with a friend. There you go. Share it with somebody who's not a friend. Right. Share it with that person that's always taking from you. Yes. That, that person that doesn't call you back, just text them, lunchtimeinroom.com. We hashtag, <laughs> hashtag do better. We were talking about you. <laughs> Thank you. All right. I think it's time to get up from this table and uh, take off for the week. So we will see you guys next week. Bye. Bye.